Yo, hello and welcome to the final episode of the first season of Open Discussions. I am your host and spiritual homie, Roshan Davis, coming to you live from UHHQ, where we blend creativity, collaboration, community, and commerce together to make some unforgettable experiences. Now, for this last episode, I have a beautiful conversation with the creative genius behind Afro Yoga, Angie Franklin. Now, if you're tuning in to our Instagram, she's the one that's been guiding our Friday yoga flow videos. If you haven't tuned in, make sure you pop over there after this episode to check them out. In this episode, we talked to her about her journey through entrepreneurship, some of the lessons she learned along the way, and how seeing herself in better positions materialized in the real world. She drops this one. The biggest mistake is thinking we are all alone in these experiences. Let that one sink in as you open your ears, open your mind, and we dive into the final episode of Open Discussions with a Spiritual Homie. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to Open Discussions with the Spiritual Homie. I am your host, Rashawn Davis, and I'm super excited today. I got Angie Franklin. She is from Afro Yoga, but she is so much more than that. Um, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about it. And um, just, I just want to say welcome, Angie. Welcome, Yo, welcome. Thank you for having me. Super excited to be here with my spiritual homie, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and get into a, a beautiful discussion today. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it, but I, I like to start with a story, right? Mm. And so we'll go back about three years, maybe four years. I, I just kept hearing about this Angie girl, right? And people were telling me like, "Yo, you need to connect with Angie," and I'm like, "All right, cool, cool." Like, all right, like, all right, cool. And one day you were at Gather. and that was that that time when you set up at Gather, and <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be that time that I connect with her. And so we're setting up, and, and if anybody knows, like, event days, especially when, you, when you're producing them, is just, like, crazy, right? You are just, like, running back and forth, back and forth. And so I run past once, and I'm like, Angie, okay, I'm going to come talk to her. Cool. Then the event starts, and I swear to you, like, you had a line, like, the whole time. It was, like, connecting with everybody the whole time that I didn't even get a chance to, like, get in there and be like, yo, what up? I'm Rashad. Been told to talk to you. You know, like, none of that. And then the event goes past, and then when I go back to where you were, you were already gone. And I was like, oh, mm. like, oh dang, like, missed that chance to connect. And then the pandemic hit. And so it's been an interesting time of just like pausing and then truly being present to those folks that you really do want to connect with, right? Mm -hmm. And Maritza, shout out to her, was like, yo, you really need to connect with Angie. And I've been connecting with her on some of the King stuff. And I was like, perfect. Yeah. Like, let's, let's make that happen. And so... That's kind of like my story is just like this 
like come and go of you. Hit and miss. Yeah, hit and miss. But now having that chance to truly connect and like loop you into this concept for Be Well, which I'm super excited about. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want people to hear from you. Like, tell me a little bit about your story. And and for me, it's like you can go back as far as you want. You know what I mean? Like, okay. However, I mean, if you want to start with birth, you can start there. (laughs) Wherever you want to go. Tell me a little bit. So. But and also, you know, shout out to you because I believe you did buy me a coconut at Gather. <laughs> I think we did have a like a quick moment and you bought me a coconut and I was like, dude, dude, it's all right, man. It's all right. <laughs> but I had, you know, been hearing about you too and it was great to connect. Um, and your wife Maritza is amazing and you know, it's just you guys are awesome. Um, y'all are the, the Daisy and Beyonce of Sacramento to me. So, um, <laughs> Whole, no, <just> <laughs> you know, the rock. Um, so yeah, um, man, um, there's so many pieces of my story. Um, but I think that a huge part of my identity and, and how I move has been developed by my upbringing, which was actually in Madrid, Spain. <clears throat> a lot of people don't mm. know that. My dad was uh, military, so I have a lot of Air Force in my family. You know, we we the smart ones. I got my grandfather, my dad, my brother, all Air Force. Um, and my dad was sta- stationed in Madrid when there was still a base there and met my mom and I was born there. Um, we lived on a base in Italy for one year, came back to Spain, and then so to the U.S. So by the age of seven, I had lived in three different countries. Um and had just experienced a lot. And I was always around a lot of older people because, you know, when, you, when you're a military brat, as they say, you know, you are, you know, you, you develop a family out of the military community in the foreign country. So, and a lot of those people are usually adults. Not everybody has kids. So I just, you know, um, I was the life of the party from early on and, uh, and it just experienced a lot of love and a lot of um, close tight knit connections. So, Community has always been a huge part of my identity from very early on from my upbringing. And I think it's something that I craved later on in life that um, that I realized was part of the development of Afro yoga. It was a community and I sort of innately knew uh, what it what it was, what it looked like, what it felt like, because it had been such a, a key part of my my identity and growing up. Um I went back to Spain in my uh, early 20s. Um, I'm a person that, believe it or not, got fired and quit a lot of jobs. <laughs> um, I started working at 16, and I've done everything you can think of from working in, in the food industry, uh, retail industry, in banking, in uh, real estate, in fitness. I mean, I've done it pretty much. Email marketing, I've, I've done it all. Um, and... Uh, I just always about that six month mark. It was like, all right, either either I don't I don't give a shit anymore and I start showing up late and eventually get fired, or like I just end up quitting at some point. It just nothing could really hold me for too long, and I'm a person that learns and adapts very quickly. So for me to have some type of challenge or to something to grow towards is very important for me. And um, after I sort of hit that mark and I plateau in a, in a position. Uh, I kind of just, I lose interest. So um, all of those different jobs that I did lended themselves to the skills that allow me to be an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur. 
and the fact that I'm constantly able to create and decide and grow in the ways that I want has also really just lended itself to my personality. Um, and I've learned in life that um, a huge part of finding success is doing something that aligns with who you are um, versus trying to fit yourself into some box, right? And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, when I moved back to Spain later on after being sort of disenfranchised with a number of jobs, um, or disenchanted rather with a number of jobs, I went back to Spain and um, I had quite a difficult time. Spain is still in, in, in a lot of areas a racist country. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a lot of prejudice and, and racism that does occur there. So I had a very difficult time and in the, in the region where I was in Catalonia, which is Barcelona and that whole area. There's, they're just a, every little section in Spain kind of has its culture and its thing. And Catalonia is a country that, you know, not a country, is an area that wants to like secede from Spain and they have their own sort of independent pride and, and their own dialect. And it's just very difficult to, to, to make connections and to get in and to, it was a very difficult place to feel a part of a community. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm brown skin. I don't look Spanish Spanish. So I look Moroccan and there's a, a really bad reputation in that particular area. I could be seen as Moroccan and there's just a really mm. bad reputation and a lot of prejudice around that, that group of that demographic there. So I just had a really tough time and actually fell into a very deep depression for several mm. months there. Um, really couldn't do much you know i was just in a real stuck place and i it was one of the one of the low points of my life um i ended up watching a a documentary called awake about uh, a yogi from india named paramahansa yogananda um who was one of the early founders of um yoga here in the west and there's a great article in the new york times about that and how how much the yoga community in the U.S. has to thank Paramahansa um, for his bringing the work over here. So watching that documentary kind of like lit up something in me. And if you've ever been depressed, you know that nothing really gets you excited <laughs> mm-hmm. or no- nothing really sparks anything in you to make you move. And, and that that sort of opened a, a little sliver of light for me. And um, I practiced a little bit of yoga that I started to practice again, a little bit of yoga I knew from college. Fun fact, I failed yoga in college. (laughs) Fun fact, fun fact, yes. Um, (laughs) So the little bit that I had retained and captured, um, I started to practice. And, and, you know, again, when you're depressed, moving your body can be a big thing because you can be very sort of, again, the the energy is sort of stagnant and stuck. And emotions, Mm. they sit in the body. So to be able to start to move my body, again and we know that endorphins kick in when you're working out and what whatnot so it started to slowly start to lift me up and i decided that i wasn't in the right place so i left and i came back to the states and when i came back i started to take yoga studio classes for the first time this is mm-hmm. like to place a date we're talking 2015 2016 2016 okay. early 2016 and um i had sort of this transcendental moment in a hot yoga class uh we were in a very challenging pose again yoga is still pretty new to me at this time and i can't remember what the instructor said but something around this idea of like 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 just allowing you know if you fall you fall if you don't get it right whatever but just like 
just allow yourself to just be and and whatever happens happens and i felt this moment of like supreme bliss it was very a very few times in my life i've experienced it it was it was like a, a i don't want to call it a trance state because i don't want to go too woo woo on it but it was just this feeling of i could feel nothing but just bliss I mean, there was nothing in my mind i just was feeling bliss and um you know this is something that that is called a yogic state you know it, it, it is um something that is experienced through the path of practicing yoga so when i left that day i was like oh there's yeah. there's more here than just like a warrior pose right Mm. Um, and I got really interested in, in what the practice could offer. And I sort of got hooked there. Um, I then was, I still at that time was also just very lost. I wasn't sure where I was going, what was next. And a couple months later, I ended up falling ass backwards into a yoga teacher training. My friend was working <laughs> there. She was like, Hey, they're doing this training. They offering scholarships. I was broke as hell. I was like, let me, you know, but I've always been good at writing. So I <laughs> I landed a 50% scholarship. My dad helped me pay for the rest and um, it changed my life. Um, so I graduated in June, 2016. And, um, you know, it totally, uh, it was a transformative experience. Um, I knew early on that I didn't want to take a traditional path. It might be just the, the double Aquarius in me. I didn't want to take the traditional path of just going to teach at a studio and whatnot. And actually, five days after I graduated, I went to Portugal to teach yoga at a surf school. Had never been to Portugal, didn't know anybody in Portugal, nice. didn't speak Portuguese. And I was scared shitless. I cried at the airport in San Francisco. <laughs> I was like, fuck, you know, I should just call my ride and just say fuck it. But I just I knew that um, that I couldn't go back. You know, I knew that I could only mm -hmm. go forward. And uh, it was one of the greatest experiences that I've had. Um, totally put me, threw me out of my comfort zone, threw me right into teaching. Um, all kinds of imposter syndrome, right? Like I'm five days out, you know, I don't even really know what I'm doing. Um, and it, but it was a great, it, it, it's those moments that I think help you understand who you really are and how you rise to, to occasions in life and the, the choices that you make. Um, so I learned a lot about myself in those, in that situation. And, and it was a great experience. Um, the last few days I spent there were just amazing. I had learned to surf. I had the best surf day, <laughs> you know, I ate some amazing fish and Portugal is just a beautiful country. Um, so I came back and again, I was broke and, uh, trying to figure it out. I ended up uh, renting a small office space that I was living in downtown, actually right yeah. across from Doco. Um, okay. There's a tall purple building and 24 hour fitness is right in front. And so I was showering there, uh, mm -hmm. brushing my teeth in the bathroom, mm -hmm. trying to cook at friends' houses right in the light rail. I'm talking about broke, broke, broke. And um, this was supposed to be my quote unquote yoga studio, but I was so embarrassed and ashamed that I was like living there that I really couldn't lift up my business in that space. Um, so it, it was a really, really tough time. I ended up having to go get food stamps because right around my 30th birthday. And uh, that was really rough. This is early 2017 now. Mm -hmm. And I hit an absolute rock bottom. Um, 
I was tired of asking people for help and family for money and all of that. I said, no, I got to figure this one out. And um, again, those those experiences will show you what you're made of when the rubber meets the road. And at some point, I think after the food, you know, going into the food stamp office, I was there like eight hours. I literally couldn't leave until I had the card because I had $2 in my account. And um, I didn't want to tell anyone because I was so ashamed. Mm -hmm. And I, in being in that space, I knew that I said to myself, yo, it's not that you're better than these people. You are better than this situation. Come on, Mm -hmm. Ange. Mm -hmm. You know you're better than this. Mm -hmm. And I started to slowly lift myself up. So I started looking for jobs online and started to teach some corporate yoga. I got a job at Sac State teaching yoga. I started driving Lyft because I needed a car because I didn't have one. Um, You know, I was working at a sushi restaurant. A friend of mine had a dude uh, who she was talking to that was a sushi chef. I got in at the restaurant, had never served a day in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was hustling, grinding. Same time, I had some serious fallout with people who I thought were friends. And so um, that took away a lot of the distraction. And I just, I focused so hardcore. And I was just like, I'm not going to find myself in this situation ever again. Yeah. And um, so a year, about a year, a few months later, August, later August 2017 or so, when I was teaching at Sac State, I subbed a class. And this was another shift of a moment for me. I subbed a yoga class and three black women came up to me at the end and were like, yo, like basically it was so important for us that you, we were so surprised and shocked that you were leading this class and at the front of the room and something clicked for me. And I was like, whoa, I didn't realize how important it is for me to be up here. And that's when I decided that it was, that I needed to do more. I thought to myself, what more can I do for my community? So that's when the concept of Afro yoga came. I was sitting in my kitchen. I was like, I want to do some yoga in the park or something. I'm, you know, pulling up a little flyer, trying to make something happen. And (laughs) the words just Afro yoga, they just, they literally just dropped into my head. And I was, as soon as I, the words landed, I was like, whoa, I started to just see what was possible. Mm. Um, Because names are powerful. Um, Words are powerful. And I just felt like it encompassed so much in those two words. And uh, I held a class in the park, uh, put up a Facebook event, and over 200 people, you know, said they would show up. 60 people actually ended up coming, and I made 150 bucks in donations. And I was like, whoa. Oh. I, I mean, to just see people flood into the park at Southside Park and to see a, a sea, a sea mm-hmm. of black and brown women, grandmothers, aunties, kids, moms, I mean, you name it, was out there, all kind of hair, weaves, braids, afros, <laughs> natural, whatever, everything, and it was incredible, and um, people were moved some to tears of how emotional that experience had been, because they had never experienced something like that before, and I hadn't either, you know, so um, I knew that day, that Afro yoga would be something major. And um, from there, I just, I never stopped working and I just kept kept doing whatever I thought was necessary to, to lift up um, our communities. So, yeah. Mm. That's a beautiful story right there. Yeah, I'm Thank over you. here just like, wow, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, and, and the things, you know, I'm over here taking notes like, oh man, 
the things mm. that I hear it, and it's interesting is like you've had this non-traditional path, right? Oh, yeah. going all the way back to like when you were young, right? Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because I'm a I'm an army brat, so I can mm. totally relate. Like I've lived in Germany, I've lived in Kansas, I've lived in Georgia, and it is there's like this sense of community that's there, but it mm -hmm. also preps you for this non-traditional path, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was very present as I was listening. I was just like, whoa, mm. like she's been on this non-traditional, and that you know for mm. so long we're taught that that's not the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and even in my journey, like I've had to like really understand like, nah, son, like you are a non-traditional entrepreneur. You are non-traditional, mm -hmm. even down to learning in school. You know what mm. I mean? Like it's all of this. There's this path for us on this non-traditional path that once you embrace it and you move forward, it sounds like, you know, you continue to move down that path. Once you start to embrace it, it's like mm -hmm. endless, endless possibilities there, you know? Mm -hmm. So... We're talking about that, and there's a lot that you brought up in that sense of, like, just awakening and kind of trusting those moments, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit more about the moment of, like, bliss for you when you were in mm. that yoga class, right? And you got that message, right, of just mm -hmm. being and just allowing. In the In that moment, like... Do you feel like you were in a space of out, and, and I don't know how to say it in the right way, but being in not necessarily an outer body experience, but just maybe it's inner, like trusting, mm -hmm. um, allowing from a different space than just like true human existence. Does that make sense? Mm, yes, there was definitely an essence of divinity. Yeah. Um, it wasn't an outer body experience. I felt very yeah, much not, right? present, mm -hmm. but I also felt expansion. Yes. So it was like, yes, here I am in my physical body, but there's more, right? Um, mm -hmm. And what I felt was such a high vibration. It, it, it like, it's like how light and dark can't like exist, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it's, it was, it was an all-encompassing, like, no lower vibrations were present. There was no yeah. negative thought. There wasn't even a, a flow of thought. All I could feel mm -hmm. was just bliss in me, around me. And it didn't matter what was happening outside of that. There was nothing. I wasn't looking at what other people were doing. I wasn't worried about, you know, failure or... Mm -hmm. or falling or I wasn't expecting anything I was just there in it um you know and and my mom is has been into spiritual studies and brought us into spiritual studies so I I've been studying mm -hmm. metaphysics and parapsychology and stuff probably since and aware of it probably since I was nine and meditating with gemstones and stuff like that way before it was trendy. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's, there's an awareness and a connection there, right? Like I'm not just going in and this is some experience sort of that I have no understanding around. It was like, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, this is an extension of my human potential. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, and and a, and something that I'm experiencing without a drug, you know, without 
any type of substance or anything. It was just something happened and opened up there. And yeah. it, it, it allowed something to expand within and around me. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and for me, like, I guess in talking about that, because overall, like, we're talking about wellness, we're talking about all the different ways that you get to wellness, mentally, physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, spiritually, all of those different things. And no one has a set path, right? I mm-hmm. think that's the truth is, like, it's non-traditional path to wellness, too, you know? But yeah. it sounds like in that moment, like, everything aligned for you. Mm-hmm. Right? And it was in that alignment of, you know, all the chakras, like all of those right. different things aligned in those moments. Like for you, how do you in those moments embody that more and more throughout a daily basis? Man, that's a good question. I haven't felt that way in a long time. <laughs> mm. um, it's it, it it was a bit of a fleeting moment, but I think it was a, a taste of what is possible mm-hmm. when you commit to um, to your own personal development and growth. Um, and for me, spiritual development and growth is very important. And and for me, that just means to understand more about who I am um, and all of the different aspects of myself. Um, you know, I think that I've, I've kept on uh, with my spiritual studies since since I was a teenager. I've been in it now probably close to 20 years or 15 at least solid. So that's something mm. that's consistent in my life, um, in my in my personal development. Without it, I don't know. Without my spiritual teachers, I don't know who I would be, quite frankly, just mm-hmm. like that, period, point blank. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> a much shittier human being, most likely. <laughs> um so it helps me be a better person. It's a small community that we're able to lean on each other and support one another. Um, and uh, I just continue to learn about different things. So I think that, you know, um, always being open to, to self-reflection, self-analysis, and and uh, commitment to growth has mm. been big. Um, you know, the yoga and the meditation, contrary to popular belief, I don't do yoga every day physically, but there's gotcha. so many other aspects of yoga. The, the more important thing is to live the principles of yoga, not just to practice mm-hmm. the yoga. You can practice yoga and not actually live it. Um, and you can live it and not practice it. So, I, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, at the end of the day, I think it's, it's a small sort of daily action that really define a person and contribute to the their experience. Um, mm-hmm. So I try to, you know, I wake up these days and it's it's slow morning. You know, it's nothing like the hustle of 2017. It's it's different. I've worked hard to get here, and now I wake up and I have a slow morning. I spend the first two to three hours dedicated to myself. Um, working out, you know, spending time outside, watering my plants, doing my face mask, meditating, journaling, whatever I feel called to do. Um, I'm really, really tight with my intuition. We're really close. So I'm always listening to what I have to say to myself. Um, 
and that keeps me connected in. Um, so I think that if there was one thing I could say to answer your question, it would be, I guess, that the more in tune I am with my intuition, the more that I am led to the type of experiences that do bring me bliss. And I trust myself. I trust my intuition to tell me when it's time, okay, it's time to put this project down. Okay, it's time to take a break. Okay, it's time to think about what you want to do next. How about this? All through from when Afro Yoga started to now and through my journey as an entrepreneur, I have listened to my intuition as the main guiding force of, the, of my decision-making process. Of course, you have tactical and pragmatic things and processes and systems and the mm -hmm. other aspects of business that you need to be successful. But my decisions have been guided by inner and outer guidance. You know, I believe we all have spirit guides and people who are around us to help our ancestors, elevated ancestors, however you want to call them, folks who have moved beyond the physical who are still here to guide us. And I feel just incredibly protected and guided consistently um, to the right thing. And so I feel like I always pretty much, I know what to do. Um, when I don't know what to do, I know that means take a break. So I have learned to, to communicate and to have an understanding, um, of what needs to happen and more in tune with, as I go on, the things that do bring me joy and the things that do bring me a sense of bliss and the things that recharge me. I've also just paid attention to myself. Mm -hmm. How am I? How do I feel when I'm in these environments? How do I feel when I'm around these type of people? What kind of spaces do I like to be in? Um, and everything for me is about high vibration. I like aesthetically pleasing places. I like luxury. It makes me feel good. You know, I love good water. I like great food. I like positive, uplifting people. I like the natural elements and the sun and being outside and being near water. And so I've learned and have sort of, I don't want to say curated, but like I choose the things that I want to experience. And, and I, now I can do that because I have financial stability because let's not get it twisted yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ain't drinking you know you're not gonna be in no luxury you stay <laughs> drinking no good water if you ain't if you ain't got a little taste you know exactly. what I'm saying? um so i've worked hard to get to a place now where i can start to enjoy obviously there's always a whole lot more work to do but i feel like i've gotten to a place where i can also now enjoy the freedom and the time that having a, a financial stability and and revenue allows mm -hmm. So through the process of, of, of this journey of entrepreneurship, I've worked hard. To, there's been phases. Yeah. And I've learned, um, I've learned about myself throughout all of those, and I've grown through all of those. And now that I really have the time, that I don't have to hustle so hard mm -hmm. for every dollar, you know, that I've set up some things, I am now able to observe more fluidly, like, Hey, what does Angie like? What what is, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? What do I want my life to look like? Mm -hmm. What is the next step? And it's really given me an opportunity to learn more about myself um, and the type of life that I want to live that that makes me happy. Because, and this is what I'll close with on this on this is that when you really feel good in the life that you're living, 
you just attract more good things. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like compound interest. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Like, and it's one of those things, like, until you start to, like, really understand that and trust that, that you really don't get it, you know? But once you get it, it's like, got it. I feel it. I know it. Mm-hmm. I don't even worry about it anymore. Just, I'm just staying here. And it's it's this mm-hmm. thing of not chasing, right? Like, and, and then spaces, you don't even have to chase. Yes. It comes to you. It sounds crazy right. to say it when you say it out loud because people are like, wait, what do you mean? You got to hustle. You got to you gotta do this. You got to do that. It's like, no, nah, son, all you got to do is be still. And when you're still yes. and you get to choose, and it's like you're saying, like, I could just point and... You know, this is the experience I want. And then you set it up to go, you know, live that experience. And so that's a, yeah. that's a beautiful space. And to it's be been, in. you know, what you've said, it is a beautiful space to be in. And you're right. It, it's, it's the fear that people have that they're going to miss out, right, if they don't do certain things. But like you said, there is such a power in stillness and then setting in. I can't tell you how many times I have decided this is what I want to do next and I get an email within a week or whatever of somebody reaching out to me about exactly that type of opportunity Mm -hmm. so so many times and I'm not special or different than anybody else Mm -hmm. this is this is a power that we all have um of course everybody has different blockages to access that power and that that has to be addressed Mm -hmm. but having a, a belief beyond beyond not even a belief having a knowing knowing. right because knowing is beyond Mm -hmm. belief i know that anything that that i want to have in life i will it's just a matter of time i have i have that knowing that okay cool so i'm not stressed because i know that all right i'm gonna do this thing i don't know exactly when it's gonna happen but i know it's gonna happen because i've said it i put it out there Mm -hmm. you know this is what i want so therefore, it has no choice but to arrive if I know that it's going to. Yep, 100%. So you can live at ease that way, you know, in a sense. It doesn't mean you don't, it doesn't mean that you just sit back and do nothing, you know. Like they say, uh, pray but move your feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's that energy. Yep, I love that. Yeah. So for me, and, and this is just a question I have, is like how... How do you tie that knowingness, right, into wellness? Because f- for me, mm-hmm. like, thinking about the pandemic and when the pandemic hit, we were in an industry, two industries that are supposed to be done, donezo, dead. Events and retail, right? But, I, like, you know, for me, it was just like, whoa. Seeing the world panic... I, there was no panic in me, though. It was that mm. knowingness, right? Like, okay, this is supposed to happen, and this is supposed to happen for the exact reason. I might not know this reason, but I mm-hmm. know that I am in a space where everything I want is coming to me. Everything I want is going to be exactly there. I have everything that I need. So these are like these affirmations that I would just sit with. And while everybody, I felt like, especially in our industry, was just running around like, everybody panic, you know? It was me in my backyard meditating and being still Mm. and just visualizing Mm. 
mm-hmm. not even these things that I wanted or these desires. It was just meditating and staying rooted in the vibration of everything works out exactly how it's supposed to be. I don't know when it's going to mm. happen, but I know, right? It's like this mm-hmm. knowing. Like everything for me is mm-hmm. going to come to me. So this is on some crazy level that I don't understand. I was supposed to go through all of this, right? But that takes practice. Yeah. That takes practice. That takes um, being well in, in different spaces. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, there's these blockages that might exist in other people. So to you, like, what does wellness mean for you in your mm-hmm. space, in your journey? Mm, that's great. I do want to highlight that out of what you said, I think that the underlying theme is trust, Mm. you know, that I trust. And so therefore I know, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Anywho, so uh, wellness to me, man, uh, the definition has evolved over time. I don't think it's, I don't think it stays the same. Um, I think ultimately it's about how you feel mm. with yourself. Um, and knowing, allowing, you know, so if I feel, if I feel sad, I allow it. Mm. I get curious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and then also, if I feel like I'm down or in a slump, I think about, well, what are the things that lift me up? You know, if, if I'm ready now to lift up, okay, clean your space, light some sage or some incense, you know, um, vacuum. Like, clean, cleaning is one of the things right now for me that is that is a huge wellness piece. Ooh, okay. Having things orderly and clean and... Um, and and getting rid of the excess in in my yoga classes i always talk about like the exhale being an opportunity to get rid of the excess right what we no longer need and i'm i'm moving more into an embodiment of that in my life in getting rid of the many things i've accumulated some of which i don't even use right like we we all have that equivalent of a garage full of shit that we don't use anymore so trying to be more mindful about the things that, that I purchase and getting rid of things and just feeling light, mm-hmm. I think, is, is really important mm-hmm. to me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I'm big on that your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. Yep. So, and vice versa, right? So, you know, when I clean out a part of my house or get rid of a bunch of shit, I feel lighter spiritually, mentally, emotionally. It impacts these other areas. Um, and there's a, my ex-Jamaican boyfriend used to say, I think it's a Jamaican saying that cleanliness is close to godliness. Mm-hmm. And I under, I continue to understand that in a different way. Yeah. And it's about like purity, which is one of the, um, ethical principles of yoga it's called saucha purity this this idea of not just cleaning your external world but having a sort of purity internally Mm. and a cleanliness internally 
So I think about like spiritual hygiene, mental hygiene, emotional hygiene, mm-hmm. not just taking a shower every day, but how are we cleansing out these other energies that we are constantly absorbing, whether we're picking them up from the news or from talking to people or from being in certain spaces, like being well is to me is being as close to my true self as possible at all, as as much of the time as possible. Mm-hmm. And that means constantly shedding things I may, may have picked up from others, um, shedding in my space, cleansing out. Um, it's just like a, a, a sort of a constant cleaning and, and, and purification process. Mm. And um, that is making me feel well right right now today. I love that. I love that. And I think for me that resonates so much because I think of it like on an energetic level, that's how I always think of things. So it's just like wellness. Mm. When, you're, when your energy is well, that's like the purest form of wellness. You know, while some might be, mm-hmm. I need to get out and like, move and some days it might be like that I need to just get out and take a run or get out and do yoga like but it's this going back to the core of my energy feeling well and how I'm able to like you're saying do my practices to clean that energy out in whatever way they may be and they I think they always look different for you know whoever they are you know whoever the person is that's doing them, that cleansing and whatever that is but it comes to me too and it sounds like for you too is it's it's an energy it's it's about yeah keeping that energy well and that can go so many different ways into endless possibilities like yes so many ways the biggest thing is awareness right for the individual of what what are the things that that allow you to feel good Mm -hmm. what are the things that allow you to feel that you are um truly able to be yourself and um vibrate at at the level and and have just the energy that feels good to you you Mm -hmm. know everything is vibes everything is vibration Mm -hmm. every single thing is vibration a desk a plant a house a person everything functions on an energetic vibration um so you know the the clean the cleaner and and the the crisper and the higher your vibration well you don't have a choice but to then you know when you're in a space where that that clashes with that energy because if you're familiar with that vibration and that energy you know now when you go into a space or you're with a person or you're at a job that does not make you feel that same vibration so then it becomes a tool of understanding and education and awareness, then you know, okay, boom. And I think that that's something that happened in the pandemic for a lot of people mm-hmm. is that they left a job or, you know, and then they, and then they were cultivating and doing whatever they were doing at home. And then they realized, Oh, I can't really be myself over here mm-hmm. or me and this person don't really, really have that much in common mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. And, and so I think it's been a huge awakening for a lot of people and thinking more about a life is life is short and be like um who am i really and what do i actually want and see are the things that i'm participating in contributing to who i want to be mm-hmm. you know so um so yeah i love that and it's so 
just the conversations that I've been having with a lot of the homies is is, is that you know it's just like I felt like I was on this this hamster wheel and it's just going 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 mm-hmm. and now this pandemic's been like whoa wait mm-hmm. oh where am I where am I what 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 is life and it's like yeah you have to be able to set those practices in place where you don't get back into that that rat race you know and get on that hamster yeah. wheel and go 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 so what tools would you say have helped you the most kind of get to your most authentic self that you can share with people who are listening mm. right now? Therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the therapists are like, yeah. <laughs> and everybody who took therapy yeah, is yeah. like, hell yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you know, you know. If you know, you okay? know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> therapy has been huge and it's something that I do weekly with my spiritual teacher and again it goes back to helping me cleanse Mm. energy um, which is huge and and it's a healing process Um, so that has been great Um, it helps me understand myself better um, and that's big that's important to me Um, slowing down Mm. slowing down Um, like you said you know being in that that rat race and just going, 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 and you really ain't going nowhere. Um, you know, you, it's like you can't see the wheel until you get off it. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Look at all this other space everywhere else. And here I here I was just on this wheel um, running and really going nowhere. So I think that uh, implementing the practices of, of offering myself um, space. I don't schedule myself super tight and all of that anymore. I try to really allow for ample space so that I can constantly reassess and and be aware of if what I'm doing feels aligned with who I am mm. and who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, saying no is big for me. Mm. If I, I joke and tell people that it's my favorite pastime. <laughs> <laughs> love for saying no oh that's beautiful um (laughs) man i love it so much because um it does several things a it creates space Mm -hmm. b it allows you to say yes to something else most likely to yourself um c it signals to the universe very clearly what you do and don't want Mm. Um, you know, and, and I guess lastly, it's empowering, it's empowering, um, to say, no, this isn't for me or no, I can't do that. Or no, I don't, I have the time, but I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, it's not always about I'm busy. It's just that I don't have any interest in doing this, you know, and you don't have to be nasty about the way that you say it, but just like, this isn't, this isn't isn't in alignment with where I'm going right now, but thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I do partnerships and things with very few people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a, a quality over quantity person in every area of my life, and my business is no different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm very intentional, and I'm, I'm, I've, I say this a lot, but I'm relational and not transactional. Yeah. If I start to develop a relationship 
with someone, whether it's a love relationship, a bit, a brand relationship, a community relationship, I'm engaging knowing that I'm looking at a long-term partnership, mm-hmm. not a one-time off, you know, get my check and dip. Yeah. That's not really what I'm about. Yeah. So, you know, I've tried to make decisions personally and professionally that align with my values and what I believe in um, and who I am and who I want to become. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I've found some similarities in some of those things, you know, valuing quality, valuing relationships, um, valuing community, um, valuing time and space. Um, you know, these are things that I just try to embody with the decisions that I make. Mm-hmm. And that, those things allow me to feel that every day that I wake up, I am not pretending to be somebody else. Ooh, yeah. That when I wake up every day that I am truly who I am and that I'm not going to uh, compromise any aspect of myself as much as I possibly can to a reasonable limit mm-hmm. so that I can... So that I can show up and be myself every day because I love who I am and I want to be that person every day. Yeah, that's a beautiful state to be in, you know, and I think. And it hasn't come easy, I will just say. It's taking time. That's exactly. <laughs> you already felt what I was going. Because for me, like, I'm, I'm totally with you. You know what I mean? I've been walking this walk. 13 years as far as being an entrepreneur, but I also attribute that to, like, my spirituality and personal development and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Like, so I'm out there, and I'm just walking this life. But I go back to, like, being in high school, and I go back to being, like, I I don't know, like, but I grew up in in the hood, you know what I mean? And I grew up in these spaces Mm -hmm. where I saw some of the homies that did not make it out, you know what I mean? Saw some of the homies that went directly to jail I saw some of the homies that just did not live you know and so I always go back to like that time is like this pivotal time where Mm. I made some choices and just trusted my intuition and just went in that that space but there's always a soft part of me inside where it's like man how do I help the the other homies you know what I mean and and I can't I can't go and be like everybody love and light. It's just love and light and just <laughs> <laughs> that ain't gonna land too well. You know what I mean? And no. it's like yeah. so there's this part of you like you can't forget the journey that you've been on because you know it's, yeah. it's the same. Like there's been times for me food stamps as well. I was a, a father at 20 years old. You know, just had graduated mm-hmm. high school. Like there's so much like struggle that has been there and it's about it's it's like embracing that struggle and then using that struggle and flipping that and then making it into this ease right yeah but what is one piece of advice that you would give somebody in that kind of going back to the angie that was you know what I mean? <laughs> Walking out of the job every six months, um, you know, going to 24 hour fitness to brush your teeth. Like, what would you, what tip would you give her in that moment mm. to get her, mm. to get her further along on her journey? You know what I mean? What's that one piece of advice? Wow, that is a great question. 
to never stop believing in herself. Mm. Mm. To never stop believing in her potential and what she's capable of. Mm. And also that your reality doesn't always reflect who you really are. Yeah. You know, um, to forgive yourself for allowing yourself to to get into certain situations <laughs> you know yep <laughs> oh, on those man. how the fuck did I end up here moments uh, you know give yourself forgiveness mm. um, when you weren't this is something Layla Delia says I think is uh, forgive yourself for like the choices that you didn't make for the choices that you made when you weren't like at a higher vibration. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and she's also taught me about turning pain into pl- into uh, purpose. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think for, for many people who are looking to become entrepreneurs, um, who want to do it in an authentic way, who want to maybe have a non-traditional path or who have an idea or a thought that they haven't seen um, and they're struggling to figure out how to how to get there, um, you know, look at your own life experience and draw from those m- critical moments. Mm. Um, how could you help who you were at that time? Um, you know, when I was coming up in the yoga world, I didn't see spaces for people of color to practice. I was always the only and always in a room full of mostly white folks practicing yoga and feeling out of place and not feeling connected and not feeling true community. So I took that pain and turned it into purpose and decided that, well, shit, if no one else is doing it, I will. Mm-hmm. If it's not out there, I'll create it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I, I have also just created the things that I wanted or I needed at a particular time um, because I know somebody else out there is going through the same thing. I think that the biggest mistake that we can think is that we're alone in what we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. So many other people experiencing the exact same thing and you have to trust that your story and your drive is the is, that your story is the same as the story of many other people and that you showing up to, you know, solve a problem or meet that that passion is going to support so many other people who who thought that they were alone or who didn't feel heard or didn't feel seen. Um, so yeah, keep believing in yourself. Believe in your dreams. Believe in your passion, even when nobody else does. Mm-hmm. Um, even when you are at, at your very lowest point, just know that that is not the end of your story. Yes. You know, it's not the end of your story. There's so much more and you have the power to decide how things are going to play out. You know, so along with believing in yourself, I think the next thing, too, is know that you have the power to change 
the situation. And I know that that can be really difficult for certain people, like you said, like, you know, I didn't grow up in the hood. I grew up in the suburbs, but I went to a school that was in a more hood area. Mm-hmm. And I did. I had a lot of friends who went to jail and went to prison and people who are still in prison mm-hmm. and who didn't have examples, who didn't, who didn't, you know, know who to look to to find a way out. They could only see one path. And I think of people like Nipsey Hussle, um, you know, find your mentors. You know, if you can't find them in your community, find them somewhere. You have the internet at your disposal now. Yeah. Every The world is at your fingertips. Find somebody who is doing something similar, remotely similar, or someone who just inspires you and study the game. Mm-hmm. Study the game is the next thing, you know? Study the game. Yeah. Believe in yourself. Study the game and trust. Mm-hmm. Trust that where you're at right now is not where you where your story ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Angie Franklin, the spiritual homie. You, <laughs> you <laughs> in the flesh. Yes, in the flesh. See, I I mean I don't know about you guys who are listening, but I have a page full of just like gems that Angie dropped. Like this is Aww. this is beautiful you know what I mean and I appreciate you for just sharing your story just sharing who you are authentically you know what I mean and yeah this is this is what it's about you know and and people who are listening just tell them how to how they can access you how they can um, follow along in your journey yeah um before I tell you that though I'm really curious to know what your advice would be what mine would be? Roshan, I was at the food, food oh, stamp office. Oh, that young row? <laughs> young <laughs> trying to row. Fig- and trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> young row. No, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. It, it's it's trusting. You know, you have a lot of people outside of you. I mean, the whole entire world, when you think about it, it's like you have the world up against you. And, it, and then that's not just in that space of, like, people – aren't thinking like you're going to make it. It's just the world imposing their beliefs Mm. on you, you know? So I think back Mm. to that time and it it might've been my mom, you know? My mom might've been saying like, you know, and she did like back in the day, she was like, you just need to get a state job. Cause that's what she did, you know? And she's like, you'd be good Mm -hmm. if you get a state job. But even her advice for me wasn't the right advice. So it's not just necessarily in these ways that we think like people are against us, it's truly in being able to trust who you are Mm. and stand in that and move in that, even in those times when everybody outside of you would be like, yo son, what are you thinking? Like, what are you doing? Like, you know? And so Mm. I think that is, that is it. It's, it's trusting and knowing yourself, right? Mm. Because Mm -hmm. you, you don't know. And, you, you don't know what the next day is going to hold for you, but it's these steps by steps by steps by steps, day by day by day, if you're moving in this mm. direction that's truly authentically you and more towards that direction, then you start to feel it more and more and more, and you go there more and more and more mm-hmm. and more, and then you look behind you and you're like, oh, damn, 13 years has passed, and like... I feel free. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, yes. oh, damn. Like, how did, how did I get here? And, and can't no one really, like, I couldn't really tell 
anyone like the exact step by step that I got here, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not like a formulaic thing. It's just truly me being authentic with myself and having yeah. having to shut certain ideas, certain thoughts, certain beliefs, certain people, certain situations yeah. off in yep. order to like yep. clearly understand who I am, you know, and yeah, but I think it just does come down to trust and I know for a lot of different mm. people, even even the homies that I used to talk to like back in the day, it's like for the most time like you know if it doesn't feel right to you you know yeah all the way from a kid yeah like you know when it doesn't yeah. feel right to you and that's the beauty mm-hmm. of being a child you're, you're you're connected to your intuition on a level that you really don't understand and then you let the outside yeah. world dull that down to then yep. you're not the loudest voice in your own head it's your mom or your friends and then they're they're gonna tell you to do what they want you to do and then that's where it kind of goes off but there's moments when you're like man like i don't i don't know like what am i what am i what am i doing you know and then Mm -hmm. they're like no you do this and it's like no that doesn't feel right though but then you go along Mm -hmm. with that whatever they're saying and then it becomes this whole other path for you you know so it's just about that mm. trust. I would definitely say that. It's like trusting yourself. You know, you've heard it, even if it's like really, really low and you got other people screaming in your head, it's trusting your own voice in those situations. And sometimes mm. it does mean like walking away. Like I'll never forget it. When I got a gun pulled on me for the first time, Angie, I used to always mm. talk about like if someone before the gun got pulled on me, I was like, if somebody ever pulls a gun on me, they better shoot me. Like, they better shoot me because I'm going to come back on them, blah, blah, blah. Until the gun got pulled on me. And I got my life flashed before my, you know, like literally life flashed before my eyes in that moment. And it's like, <sighs> bruh, this isn't it. Your life could have, mm. your life could have literally ended in this moment mm. based on some being in a situation that you knew you weren't supposed to be in, was in the wrong neighborhood, a neighborhood I didn't even live in, but I knew, like, I grew up in a blood neighborhood and I was in a crip neighborhood visiting Mm -hmm. the homie. And he's not even a crip though, you know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't a crip, I wasn't a blood, but I knew this in the back of my head. Like, I know I shouldn't like just be standing on this corner. And then sure enough, some bloods pulled up, pulled a gun, jacked everybody there for their weed and stuff. Mm. And it was just like, you should have listened to yourself. And in that moment, it was yeah. like, that was that my awakening too. In moments like that, it's like, bro, why are you out here? You, sh- you knew this before. Why would you go there? Mm. But then it's like, you know what? I can't fuck with this no more. And it's truly like being that authentic with myself and being like, no, nah, that's not me. Like, I'm not in a gang mm-hmm. and I don't want this life. Like, <laughs> I'm not yeah. about this life, but it's, it's truly, I'm not about this, <laughs> not about this life. Like, <laughs> I, might be, I, I might be adjacent to this life because of my situation, right. but that was almost my <laughs> life over some blood and crib shit that wasn't even about me. You know, it's just like, nah, son, right. like, you're better than this. Mm. And because you didn't listen to yourself, you went out there. And so it's about, like, truly trusting yourself and and, and being the loudest voice in your head. So that would be 
God has a sense of humor like that and a funny way of, of revealing things to you. Um, but you're right. I love that you said that of just like, ultimately, if I would have just listened to myself, I'd have been good from jump. Mm-hmm. And in those moments where you defy your intuition and you, and you get into some shit, if you have some sense about you, you would recognize that, okay, hey, all right, I have, a, I have, <laughs> I have a, somebody in my corner here, mm-hmm. right, that is constantly cheering for me, letting me know what's going to come up, looking ahead for me when I can't even see what's ahead, and constantly guiding me. Let me listen. Yep. Let me trust. And the more that you do it and the more that things turn out great from listening, that's where that trust develops. develops yeah. You know, because then you realize, okay, this works. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So um, it all comes back to the self, man. In this life, I don't care what it is. It all comes back to, to self. Mm-hmm. It all comes back to you. Mm-hmm. So the greater your relationship is with yourself, I think that just the greater chances you have to make it in life. Yep, a hundred percent. So, a hundred percent. Well, yeah. So they can thank you for that. Thank you for that. That was you brought it out of me. Yeah, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you. Um, so AfroYoga.org is the website where they can find all the wonderful things. Um, Afro Yoga by Angie. Uh, IG handle. Gotcha. I'm not really on Twitter, but my handle is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I would recommend if there's so many, there's a bunch of free resources available. I have a, two seasons of a podcast, the Afro Yoga podcast is out there. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, IG, my website, if, you, if you're inclined and you want to just get in touch directly, getting on the newsletters is great. I have a monthly newsletter that I send out with a lot of great information and stories and a number of things, affirmations, all kind of goodness. Um, we have Saturday donation-based yoga classes. So mm. you can find all that stuff on the website, afroyoga.org. Again, um, that's the best sort of hub to find everything that, that we're up to. Perfect. Well, perfect. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Um, I'm glad you said yes yeah. to this and not no. <laughs> <laughs> You're always going to be a yes with you. So. I was like, you know, I was like, dang, she'd be saying no to everything. Hey, Angie, no. Hey, Angie, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you know what? That's another that's another thing that I, that I forgot to bring up around that is that when you do say no to a lot of things, people appreciate your time more. Mm-hmm. They appreciate you showing up. They respect, you know, they yeah. respect you more um, versus someone who's just like, yes to everything. You just become a dumping bag, mm. you know, you're just going to say yes to it all. And it's like, no, 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 no. You got to have some boundaries up yeah. to protect your time and space and energy. Um, and again, if, if you value that ability to be in tune, um, you have to be able to have space for you. And you can't do that if you're yes. saying yes to everything for everyone else, you know, and that mm-hmm. goes not even just professionally, but for the mothers out there yeah. who feel guilty, watch, you know, uh, leaving their family to go do something for themselves. Mm-hmm. Look, you got to have some boundaries in place with your family, with your friends, with your children, with your work, with everything. Otherwise, you know, where do you stand in the mix? Mm. So, um, I think that that's really, really important to give, to give yourself that space. That's what's so, up. yeah. And people will, res- people will respect it, man. They're going to be like, Oh, okay. 
she finally said yes or you know they appreciate it mm-hmm. and that's that's the kind of energy you want people to greet you with right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sounds like wellness <laughs> to me <laughs> r-e-s-t-e-c-t okay <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, well, that's what's well, up. Thank, thank you. you. No, thank Super you. Stoked. Thank you. Um, yeah, can't yeah. wait to catch up more. But um, I'm glad Definitely. people are going to get to hear this and and just learn more about you and your story. And uh, um, you're, you're instantly your spiritual homie to me now. So, like, I'm, I'm gonna be t- I'm gonna be tagging you and yes. quoting you. So. I'm in there. Yeah, yeah. So, so look for that because I'm gonna post that online. Like Angie said, "Yeah, come on, that's what's up." Here for it. All right. All right, Ro. All right, peace. Have a beautiful and blessed day. You too. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Open Discussions with the Spiritual Homie. We would like to thank our editor, Noah Davis, our production manager, Joel Robertson, marketing and graphics designer, Ian Hops, content curator, Ben Ismail, technical consultant, Jared Fox, our scheduling coordinator, Holly DeFazio, and our host, Rashawn Davis. Thank you.